Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is McEnroe, a.k.a. Rod Bailey, and this is the Peanuts and Corn 2020 podcast. Uh, This is episode seven, and I am extremely excited to have my good, good friend, Pip Skid. Patrick Skeen, Pip Skid, is is joining me live via satellite. Hello, Pip. Hi. Hi. How how are you? I am well. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Good. So, we... um, Pip and I have been going back and forth for the last 10 days or so about how great this podcast is going to be, and he can't contain himself. Um, but we did decide that his catalog and his catalog with me is so vast that we can't do it all in one day. So we're going to do, this is uh, this is part one of the Pip's Kid, and we'll do um, part two maybe in like a month or something. Uh, near the end of this series, this finite series for the Peanuts and Corn podcast. And um, so today we're going to focus on um, kind of the middle, the beginning, the middle, uh, going to about 2002. And we're not going to spend a lot of time on Farm Fresh because we already did a podcast about the beginning of Farm Fresh and maybe sometime we'll we'll finish it. Um, but we don't have to go on and on about how we started Farm Fresh necessarily on this one because I don't think it, you know, I think we've been there already. A lot of people have been, you know, the same listeners have listened to that already. Would you agree, Pip? Yeah, it's a waste of it's a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> yes. And so the internet, the internet isn't a, isn't a, an all-you-can-eat buffet. This, you know, this takes up valuable valuable space in, right. in this massive library. We need to conserve internet space on those Amazon servers. Hmm. So, um, but we are going to start with some. With a little bit of that, because I wanted to touch on um, our time together and how we wrote, how we used to kind of goof around and write songs and just pick your brain a little bit, not not um, definitively, but just some ideas. So uh, let's start with some music. I wanted to start with a track that we recorded for an album that we n- never finished. So this is really just a um, a rough studio mix down that was mixed to tape when we recorded it in uh, 1994. Um, So let's listen to it and then we can talk about it. This song is called Matlock. Walk 
up Get my inspiration Brand Griffin and Don Knotts Criminal trouble again Goddamn, I need a lawyer Fuck Mike DeBoer I want Matlock in my corner My TV is calling me So yo, I gotta go I can't miss a second Of my favorite show There you have it. Matlock, we recorded that in 1994. Um, never released it, but um, I think we re- probably wrote it earlier that year or maybe um, late in 1993. Do you remember anything about writing that song? Um, I mean, I, I I would watch Matlock on this, this piece of shit black and white TV that my my estranged father had given me to to make up for all of his uh, mistakes and in my in my weird little room and so i definitely would have wrote it you know what room i'm talking about like in gerald's basement yeah gerald's basement yeah a funny um a funny thing i thought of just as a quick side note um when um uh because I, I talk about it at the end of my verse, watching Malak on my on my TV, um, this little black and white TV with the rabbit ears. And I remember when my mom, um, my mom and my stepfather got divorced, and we stayed in the house for a while. And then ultimately, he he took the house back, and my mother moved a couple blocks down. And I remember moving my stuff by hand, just walking it down, and and a cop pulling me over i guess i'm because i also talk about cops in the verse um a cop pulled me over while i was walking with this this black and white tv that was probably (laughs) the probably the size of my macbook like the screen yeah and and they're like where'd you get that tv and you know it was like three in the afternoon or something and i was like well uh, this and this and I'm sh- I'm sure with attitude I was I was saying it, and and they're like, uh, well, we need some proof that that you you didn't steal this TV and that. And I said, um, if I was going to steal a TV, I would steal a color TV with remote control. Like you must be fucking crazy. And, and that, anyway, I got like re- like reprimanded and yelled at, and they took the TV and wrote the serial number down and stuff. East, East Brandon um, <laughs> living, man. <laughs> so I, I don't know when tuck what year that would be, but I mean, I would have been watching Matlock endlessly um, on one of the two channels that that TV picked up. <laughs> exactly. Like, after work or whatever. Yeah, I don't know how I stumbled <laughs> on it as well, but every night it would be like, I got to watch. And I, I kind of had the same thing. I had a little black and white TV in my room on 4th Street. And uh, and the rabbit ears. I don't think I'd cable up there either. And uh, I'd watch Matlock. And I can imagine our younger listeners like looking at a, a black and white. Like you know, it'd be like an 11 inch, 10 inch TV, like tiny little screen. Look like shit. And uh, but you know, Matlock is the truth. Yeah, and, and um, I don't know. I mean, I think that there is there is something so charismatic about um, about. Uh, I mean, you know, you're limited in what you could, what your entertainment uh, was limited, and and I think that there was something just so. Um, I mean, that I identified with uh, with Matlock was this this 
you know, this disheveled guy who just didn't didn't totally give a shit and seemed to always be like doing everything in the in the eleventh hour, twenty fifth hour, or whatever, and and, um, and and just sort of scrambling, and then and then everything everything kind of happening last second, and and I mean that was a sort of a, a farm fresh. Uh, the farm fresh process as well, right? Yeah, and, and and you know, I don't, I don't know exactly, but it feels like one of the earliest songs where we were like, I write my verse, you write your verse, you know, where because there was a, t- you know, a right around that time, there's a transition between where t- where we all wrote stuff and then Tyler put it in in a notebook and then divvied it back out and you know the collective Mm. process and then it was like something happened where it was like no 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 we're not doing that anymore i'm a rap i'm an mc you're an mc we write our own stuff we don't you know and so that's probably one of the earlier examples of us being like okay we're gonna write about this and you write your verse and i'll write my verse and and that's how it'll go yeah no i think that uh, like when when that started happening too that that song was sort of our a good lane for us and <clears throat> excuse me a good hot spot for us where um you know we were telling these silly stories and um they uh uh it just yeah it, it were it was what it was what farm fresh did really well and um and i think that was a good jumping off point for where we went matlock was a a, a good example of that Right on. Um, so next track I want to play is jumping forward a little bit, but um, it's jumping forward, but it isn't. So this is a track from our second album called Crazy Friction, and um, it's a bit of a different kind of track. Why don't we play it and then we'll talk about it. This song is called Travis's Day Off. Good evening, Radio Shack. Lyle speaking. Hello, Lyle. Hey. How are you? Not bad. How are you? Uh, I'm very, very good. Good. Now, I'm a singer, okay? Yes, I sing. And um, I'm looking for a very nice microphone because I don't have one. Okay. Yes, a microphone. Okay. All right. So, uh, what is your name again? Lyle. Lyle. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Kyle, I want, like, a, uh, maybe I was thinking wireless. Okay. Do you carry wireless mics, Kyle? Yeah, I've got a few. All right. Um, do you have, like... What's your highest price on a wireless mic? Ooh. will be mad at me. <laughs> yeah. They're always yelling, hey, Dad, go get a fucking record deal. Dad doesn't know. You know, I'll do it. I'll handle it. Sure. Okay, so uh, it's me and Radio Shack. I'm going to name my band the Radio Shack. Can I do that without getting sued? Oh, I think so. All right, I'll tell you. If, if, I, if I run into any trouble, I'll say Kyle said I could do it. Sure. All right. Okay, well, Kyle, is it, yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'll come in and see you tonight, Kyle. Sounds good. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye. 
Kyle said I could do it. <laughs> you know. You're not going to get sued if you name your band The Radio Shack. <laughs> no, because Kyle, Kyle said I could do it. Um, I, when it, when it, when, when, I think it was Tyler maybe who hooked that, that shit up. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. And it, I was going to talk about the production of it. I hate that funk loop. You don't like that loop? No. Yeah. No, what is that? Oh, I think it's like Rashad at Roland Kirk or something. And I love I love Rowan Kirk, but um, I just uh, that's you know you know I mean you that just makes me think of like you know uh, whatever fucking guys with those bootcut jeans that are all worn out in the back and like dancing in the in the dirt. <laughs> um, but I rem- like from the production point of view, I remember Tyler hooking that up. I think on the last day we we're doing the crazy friction, like it was the last day of production on it, and he mm-hmm. stayed up all night and just built it. Um, you know, I had pretty much nothing to do with it, but I wanted to ask you about, um, I wanted to ask you about, cause you made a whole tape, like you went through a whole phase, I think, where you were doing a bunch of prank calls. Am I wrong? No, the, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you can obviously hear that I'm, I'm biting the jerky boy stuff there. Yeah. Um, yeah, my friend Sean Vermette and I, uh, he had a four track that, that he would make, uh, I think he called it like wind, wind music or, or like cave music or ghost music or something. And, uh, and we would, we would, we would make prank calls that we would smoke, smoke, uh, the hash oil or whatever the fuck was in Brandon. And, um, and yeah, just make stupid calls. And I think we had, I mean, we probably had two and a half hours of that shit. Um, so when Tyler, I think I was a bit, but I remember being a bit bummed when Tyler used the Radio Shack one because I felt like, um, I felt like there were way better ones. There were, there were some pretty funny ones. I, I mean, you know, to, to a point. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler did digitalize those. Um, oh, really? Uh, at some point, or, or, or he digitalized a ninety a ninety minute tape of those, and the the other stuff um, I found last summer in my car uh, melt it had melted on the on the dashboard like the oh. back the backboard the tape had melted. Um, there was a really funny one actually where um, it was one of our sort of test runs and kind of kind of. Just kind of feeling things out. It was, I think, before we started, you know, and we were going through a, a like a phone book for this shit. Yeah, and this would have been in, um, yeah, you know, nineties. And the first, the first phone call was to Tyler at Record Man. Okay. Or. And then, or no, so, no, it was Jason maybe at Record Baron, and then we just didn't say anything until he got angry and hung up. And then the next one is to Tyler's parents' house. Okay. Maybe that one's on the anyway. Uh, and t- and Tyler picks up the phone, and no one says anything. And then Tyler says hello again, a f- like a few seconds later. And then instead of hanging up, he just sits there. Like a like some sort of fucking hawk or something, <laughs> <laughs> and and we don't hang up, <laughs> and 
and he doesn't hang up and there's this th we just play chicken in silence for so long and and when it, the last time i listened to it i laughed so hard i couldn't even like <laughs> like like i thought i i thought i might have to go to the er <laughs> and he only he only says hi twice and then there's just this fucking <laughs> graveyard of silence that just carries well, maybe it runs in the family because I seem to recall, and I have to ask Tyler about this, but I remember his brother. I think I think I have this right. His brother wanted to test how long you could call and let the phone ring because this is before call waiting, before voicemail, the whole thing, right? So I think he went somewhere and he called his parents' house and just like he was like he want to let the phone ring for like eight hours and they just. I don't know how long it rang for, but it was long enough to, to drive them all crazy. And they finally were like, no, no more. But it was, you know, like, oh, come on, mom. I wanted to let it ring like for 24 hours straight. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine the testing the will of your parents by letting the phone ring in your house for, for a full day? So there, there was like a, yeah, there was a vibe there. Yeah, there's a vibe there. Um. Uh, yeah, I'd love to hear the rest. I gotta, I gotta hit up Tyler. I want to hear the rest because I might have heard bits, like maybe, uh, maybe when we went for a drive in the car, I might have heard more of these prank calls. But I never got, like, I never got to really sit with them, and you know, and it's good stuff. I mean, as a, I guess, a, like, also, I would, I would, I, I would do them on my own a little bit. I mean, Vermet was always a good sort of, um, he was sort of a good partner to do that weird shit with but I uh, there was a time where I definitely did a few on my own and so it was a good uh, it was a good launching pad for me to to learn how to in a very very basic way like how to use a four track in a microphone and stuff right. because I mean you, you guys would handle in those duties previously yeah um, okay I want to jump forward to fermented reptile and so I want to play this song because I want to remember. I, I kind of want to talk about the end of Farm Fresh, and I believe that this was um, a song that was was maybe like we didn't know what it was, and then it became a fermented song, if I remember correctly. So let's play it. This is um, "Size of Things" by Fermented Reptile from "Let's Just Call You Quits." So uh, everybody keeps telling me that violence is way up on the rise. And that's what I keep hearing. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, when, uh, since when? The last war, or back before Columbus, make yourself clear. Talk face, place north the compass, dealing with this guilt. Never tread light, we make marks like felt. Move along these lines of deep wounds, I'll take you for the pelt. There's parts that aren't covered in hair. We'll make a belt, it hurts me more than it hurts you. But it's you with the well. Room to wait, does your heaven have unicorns at the gate? A lot of people on this earth, a lot of people want to mate and fertilize. But I just cannot imagine a size. Like shit attracts flies It's the traitors, rat face and traitors Incoming rhymes trigger the radars Nearly all music is tied like meat and potatoes Radars, gonna call soul, see if you can get yours back My mic attack, lay you on your back with squat squad attack on squatters Make sure to keep these words from sons and daughters Who the fuck wrote these charters? Where's our rights? Fuse all starters, commonly I'm mobile Takes a sitcom to smile Meanwhile, we got Brian Mulroney, the pedophile Balance will find its way to this subversion Into eco-side remersion Both sides from the same mouth to hear another version Never surprised, just can't imagine a side And how do you know that Everything I say isn't lies, I'm a government agent Put here to discredit, inject and implant and edit Any fool that said it, wrote a well-received subcultured book That's half true, other agents call the talk show Enforce the issue, untie the idea that what I had to say Held importance, not giving it a second chance Into the ranks, I advance 
can't special knowledge override security then disappear engineer of a media campaign here to smear your con with peaceful marches boycotts and protests if that work we bring the military to withhold your rest a rally against the state against the city's okay marshals with bullhorns make sure no one dare disobey like busters out the designated protest bars use the f word not here to disturb a group for cop cars id vans motorbikes and the lights of all these gas burning monsters that roam our streets fast burning reputation for killing poisonous lung filling vital air that we breathe and i am unwilling to give in to submit what we live is bullshit they permit us to do the work but who will benefit everything yes everything has changed yet everything's the same except my energy is drained pure pain no surprise i can't imagine the size pamper tape the landfill no longer compromise that he believed the only way to world peace was through mind control of the masses. Is that paranoia? Yeah, for you it's paranoia. Did, did Ronald Reagan tell Brian Rooney that? Is that true? <laughs> um, I mean, for, you know. Probably. Uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, uh, you know, all that. I was just listening to this podcast about all these people trying to get justice for the MK Ultra projects and all that stuff. I mean, uh, you know, who knows? Um, I, I tend not to spout so much um, things that can't be backed up these days, but... Uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna sound crazy saying this. So I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, you know that shit's true. Yeah, it's on tape. Um, so I'm just trying to remember because I feel like either that beat was a song for you, and then maybe do you remember the history of that song? Like, is that a was that a song waiting for you to be formed for Men and Reptile? Do I have that right, or am I wrong? Do you remember um, writing that song? Well, uh. Not so much that song, but I have a, I have, I have a few, a few books full of songs that uh, sort of circle around that song. Um, I was writing. I wrote a, I wrote a Wicked Nut solo record when I was living in BC. Right. And because we didn't, um, like, you didn't have your own studio yet. Yeah. Because everything was rented and recorded in a weekend. And yes. Um, and so <clears throat> I remember calling you from Denman Island in, in British Columbia and because um, you would send me beat tapes uh, on those those nice like clear like uh, 30 minute tapes probably from Mother's Music or whatever mm-hmm. you would send me these tapes and, and I was writing I was writing quite a bit and um, uh, lots of that sort of paranoid um, conspiracy theory stuff because I was I was uh, listening to Art Bell when I fell asleep and, and reading all these strange uh, sort of books about uh, you know people that live in different dimensions and all this sort of stuff and um, so I had a full record and you told me um, you were like if you can be back for this day I can record you for these three four days and I was like, I can't do that. I could come the next month, and you're and and you're like, um, TFB, buddy. <laughs> and and uh, uh, you know, and then so the re- I, that stuff never got made. And huh. then 
And then when I when I when I finally came back at some point, I don't know what the time the timeline on that is. Um, you you were nice enough to give me the old Tascam four track to do demos on. Yeah. And so some of the better stuff from that, I I sort of started. I started uh, demoing. There are other things. There, I actually have, I have a couple tapes of all of all the demos I was making then um, that are still intact. I haven't listened to them in a long time, but I have, I have songs. I have Ooh, some like songs that, that some lyrics and stuff like saw the light of day. I think when fermented started happening, and I was kind of cherry picking some things. But, yeah. Mm, yeah, I have some stuff. I have some stuff um, that I would have been sending you, and then I, and then Gruff started hanging out all the time, and, and yeah, yeah uh, but that I, was probably one of the earlier songs well, that, th- that one of the later. It would have been like it wouldn't have made the Wicked Nut solo album, but it was like it was like that. You know, it was like that vein. It was like the hurt, like, yeah, if that makes sense. It seems to me that. You know, maybe right before you left for BC or something, that we were still kind of functioning as Farm Fresh, and but we were just we weren't sure what we were doing. And you know, like I think I had a solo song, and I thought you had a solo song over that beat, and I maybe had a solo song that ended up being over um, the same beat. No, no, yeah, that beat. I think that that beat you did something live as Farm Fresh on that beat. I think. Really. I think so, but I could be wrong because, and, and then I think that. That we also had a version of a song that ended up being a song like maybe I'm the original or something like we were just kind of fragmented you know and then um, it ended up being yeah it ended up turning into something else but I would I have the I have your second set I want to talk about the demos in a, in a little bit but I do have the second demo tape from Fermented that you sent me that really lays everything out but I remember an early demo tape that had a not, at least one other song with a really good beat that I don't know whatever happened to and why we didn't even record it um, that I don't have because I definitely have gone through every single tape I have and I don't I expected to find it and I didn't find it anyway um, let's play another song from from this album let's just call you quits and then I want to talk about um, you know how you ended up working with Gruff and and bringing it all back so um yeah let's listen to this is uh factory emissions we live in a world where 7-eleven stays open all night but the emergency room in my place turn out the light at 10 p.m so if your heart failed do it before then i'm walking through a world where only men take precedence the right pick become president prime ministers and such of the evidence against corrupt piles up alarming See the police forces arming themselves to the hill For what seems to be a war aimed at the non-white population In the poll bus and fuck down your door without invitation Just on suspicion, I'd never wave a flag for this nation Must be a ride to live where the diet is dropping We send a bomb, doctors, priests, teachers to train on the topic of Speaking English. Versus world and then Mars Blatant overuse of cars, bright lights and down on stars If you can't under English and how can I tell you How to do your job in the shop Praying, hopes a dumb fuck, but not a stupid one. Running amok, got you believing he's 
starving MCs with a harness to the hardship of living amidst all the suffering. The government needs you, thinking that you're equal, but putting some beneath you deceived you, then they feed you. So if you see through the judgment that everyone get, you'll see the punishment that's running shit. Like what's edible? Ask a medical doctor why you're eating poor and pentacle. Chemicals that should be on the pedestal, like the surgeon general who ain't seen or heard. She's just federal. Words that cost dollars to flow like plasma as the corporate laughter casts the aftermath of asthma. Takes the weight in this age of allergy and cancer Looking for the cure when you know who's got the answer I'm past the days of hatred Manipulation plays grips on my lips like vices But my eyes still taste the bitter fruit So I'm ripping the sound devices Ripping down the prices from this life shit With likeness to magicians Where one witness dwells in the system Like factory emissions That's Factory Emissions. Nice song. Do you like that song still? Um, no. I mean, I don't like any of these fucking songs. All right. Um, I think that. Uh, I mean, I could, you know, I could break it down for for uh, a long time, but um, uh, I just don't like. I just think I was really bad at rapping. Uh, uh, like to put it simply. Now, Gross, on the other hand, is very good at rapping, and um, like uh, I still enjoy listening to 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 Gross raps and and um, uh, yeah what gruff I mean what gruff does that and 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 speaking of early fermented stuff that was a very early fermented song yeah um, that was um, that was one of our first songs together maybe even the first yeah like we where we we decided we were making a group and um, that was one of the first two and uh, um, gruff like you think about how long that that was ago, and, and just like Gruff's delivery and his uh, the way he the way he can get a point across uh, whilst you know I mean uh, I'm going to sound corny saying this, but just like with like his poetry is just like uh, he is so good at 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 being cryptic. Like ra- like uh, rapping and 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 just uh, yeah, uh, he just nails it. Uh, I love Gr- Gruff is one of my favorite rappers. Yeah, he's great. Um, so when did you start hanging out with him? Like, how did that fit into the BC thing? Did you come back and then start hanging out with him, or was it sort of already happening before? Or? Well, Gruff, um, uh, I mean, farm f- farm fresh. Uh, played often with the BU jazz guys. Yeah. And um, Gruff's brother was one of those people. Oh, right. And so uh, at some point, I don't know, like, um, like I had had an encounter with Gruff that was, um, I don't know, we just just got along and and through Jesse, his brother, um, 
when I, because you you moved to Winnipeg, Tyler moved to Winnipeg uh, after a while, and then I was still in Brandon. Yeah. And and I had some, I just had this uh, like epiphany one night, um, where that I wasn't really really that happy in Brandon, and and if I didn't get out of there, you know, I was gonna get stuck. Yeah. And, and so. Um, I just I needed to find a way that you know I didn't want to. Um, I needed it, and so I I um, one of the people I got in touch with was Gruff. Um, I mean, we played some shows together, pretty sure Storm Fresh, and and him and I got along, and and he, he, we chatted for quite a while, and um, uh, I was like, I need a job, I need to come to Winnipeg, and he was like, Well, I work. I work at this porno movie store, and right. uh, so I immediately got this job working midnights at a at a porno movie store, and that's what allowed me to move into Winnipeg. And um, and uh, Gruff worked there as well. Constantly, I was interacting with the Winnipeg hip hop scene, where Gumble and 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 Sheldon, like Shazam and and Sunil, uh, were were coming by to hang out with Gruff and, and smoke weed and and. Um, yeah, freestyle and and so it was it was also an entry point into into the Winnipeg hip hop scene which which um which I think was also like helpful in me I was okay I guess yeah like like um I mean as a backstory for our listeners the Winnipeg hip hop scene like any back then was very competitive and, and um, it wasn't always okay to hang out with your rivals um, there was always like sort of a standoffish, um, you know, vibe. And uh, am I? Do you think that's accurate? Yeah, de- depending. I mean, you know, I, I've I like felt like it was a really. If you talk about Farm Fresh and those guys, it was pretty positive, and and um, you know, even like Sunil and I had a lot of mutual respect and got along really well. And you know, it was a rivalry. We pushed each other. But I would yeah, think. Yeah, but it wasn't but, like a. You're not going to hang out all the time and like. No, um, but part of that was just because I didn't hang out, right? Like, yeah. you know, I didn't do those things. I didn't go smoke weed. I didn't, you know, like they'd come. I, I remember later they, you know, what? When was it when they all came over and we had the big freestyle session and, yeah. you know, in that time frame, right? Yeah. Right. Um, but as opposed to like, there was more of a rivalry between Mood Rough and Freak Show, and you know, and that yeah. kind of thing. As a, you know, we were definitely friendlier, but but like you say, we didn't hang out. I didn't hang out with anybody. Well, I guess I hung out with Mood Rough a lot, you know. So yeah, I would say you're right. Anyway, it was it was um, it was a place to uh, that aside. Um, Gruff and I became very close, um, and. <clears throat> You know, we connected on the things that you hear in our music. Like, um, we connected on politics and and um, you know, wanting wanting change and 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 recognizing that things are really wrong in the world. And and um, and and so, I mean, the, the that's the music, I guess, sort of speaks for itself. Like, the, as much as I might hate some of the rapping, a lot of the uh, I just sort of scanned over some of the record today, and a lot. Of, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very. Some of those, excuse me. I mean, some of those ideas definitely need to be updated. But 
uh, for a record made that long ago, a lot of those things that that we're saying still, uh, I mean, still stand up. Definitely. Um, like in in an unfortunate way, in a lot of ways, there's still the, like the things that we're fighting for, and and all those things are still still stand up today. And and um, yeah, I mean, with Gruff, um, and yeah, I mean, we we live when we were making for many, we lived together, which um, I don't recommend for any of you young <laughs> listeners or, or divorcee or <laughs> listeners out there uh, to live with your, I mean, you and I, uh, Rod, have lived together on numerous occasions. Yeah. Uh, shocking that we still talk. It takes a um, while to repair the damage for sure. Yeah, it's it's it can be really hard in a friendship. And, it is. And, it's hard. Um, you just lose. Um, you lose respect over dumb shit. Like you lose respect yeah. over someone not doing the dishes, and it's like, you know, imagine break a band breaking up over not doing the fucking dishes, right? It's a, such a shame, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So, um, one thing with the Fermented Record was I remember you because you, you know, the peanuts and corn, like the payment plan which was always nice was but the the original like back then because there was no there was no uh, upfront money like when the when the cd comes out you get like 50 of them or whatever right uh, was it 50 no no it was 500 no i know but how you would give me 50 oh right? sure as a payment you would be oh. like here's 50 cds is that how i did it i don't know <laughs> maybe right yeah and then so i have my 50 cds and and for whatever reason, because I was so, I think I was so happy with this record, uh, um, and what and and because of the politics and everything, and I just wanted people to hear it, and the internet was just kind of getting popping, and um, I didn't have the internet the internet at home, but I would go to the university or wherever to use it, and and so all those the um, full blown and all those sorts of things were just kind of getting going hip-hop uh, infinity and all of that and i just got a bunch of uh, newspapers and i just started sending cds to people that would respond to me yeah uh, in my email and it was probably the best like the best use of 40 cds that i ever you know the other 10 i would have gave away or whatever it was but it but instead of like selling them at the show i like sent them to people and it was probably the smartest thing I ever did because I think a lot of, like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the, um, like, I think some of those send outs were some of the things that started to get that record traction. No doubt about it. And I'll go further. I mean, I think a couple things is, like, if Fermented didn't happen, I don't think Peanuts and Corn ever happens like it did. Right. Like, like it was the, it was. For it, two it, reasons. For two reasons. One is, if you like, I think originally there was talk about the fermented album was going to be half Sunil and half me or something, right? Like I remember that. I remember early on. Maybe I got. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I seem I, to remember it being like there's going to be a tag I, team. I remember thing. your. I remember your sour ass face when that conversation came. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you could see a scenario where where I don't put it out. Like I only produce a few tracks or whatever, and I don't put it out. And, you know, like it could have gone very different. And then PNC, PNC is not PNC. If Fermented doesn't happen and we don't have the synergy that we kept, you know, you and I don't have that bond still that, you know, like there was a big moment where at the end of Farm Fresh, you could have just done your own thing, but you came 
you still wanted to work with me, which was was basically made the label happen and continue on and took it to the next level. And then I'll say sending those CDs out to places like Full Blown and Hip Hop Infinity and these things that I wasn't on that, you know, I wasn't doing that. I was like, my idea of promotion was press a 12 inch and send it to uh, like Sandbox or Fat Beats or something, but not not this other thing. And the, the other thing was really what got us traction and all of a sudden, you know, it makes sense to press a thousand CDs because a couple hundred are going to go right out the gate to some, you know, dude who sells out of his basement in in mm. Texas or wherever or wherever Seagraves was or whatever. So, I mean, as I, as I think about that too, Roddy, the, um, I mean, even, even before the album came, came, was pressed, um, thinking back to that, um, I was, uh, I was, a t- oh, I must've been so annoying. I was just so, I was so hyped up on hip hop and rap at that point in my, being back in Winnipeg around, uh, uh, a hip hop scene like before where I was living alone on this farm and didn't I don't think I there was one point where I went with like seven months without talking to another human and like I was just so fucking like hyped and and underground hip hop was like uh, there was a place for it you know there yeah. was like a, there was a, a, a channel for it and a distribution network and, and there were these record stores popping up that were that were focusing uh, entirely on this 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 idea and this genre and, and this there's, there's this excitement around this thing and so even like even like before the the, the fermented CD was pressed I remember making uh, massively expensive long distance phone calls uh, for those of you who don't know long distance phone calls were fucking crazy expensive oh, yeah. yeah and and to where I started doing them from work, like where where I would call different members of the shapeshifters at work from work, and like like I'd be like like ignoring customers and telling them the till's broken so I can keep talking to Circus about about Project Bloat, right? Um, <laughs> and like and and but but I but these connections were like. I think were happening like long before you know, and, and they were on the phone. Like yeah. I was talking to Moves and and I was talking to Six Two and all these people who didn't know me from a fucking hole in the wall. And I'm like, yo, and as a favor for them talking to me, I would put a package in the mail of tapes from Winnipeg, right. like so I would send like the gumball the the gumball cassette single. Like the the barbiturate, yeah, or, or, and like a freak show tape or a mood rough tape or something that I had at my disposal, and then on my, on on a, on a whatever a TDK tape, I would put these these fermented demos I was working on. Oh yeah, like I was um, this weird like rap salesman. I wanted I want to place I want to talk a little bit more about your demo process for the fermented record album, for, um, but let's play another song because it's been a while. Uh, let's play this. This is actually not, didn't end up being on the album. It was released on Factory Seconds, but we recorded it for the album. This song is called Two Cent Brain. Get from prime. 
teams our needs are never met We consume the most, have the most people in prison High standard of living, and the poverty rates of residency and connection It's not made of love, but capital right How much more do we take before we fill our appetite? Overstuffed glutton, popped out the last button Digestive disorder, and bald spots are clear cutting Nothing's even happening, you have a strong imagination We could use a young man like you to work at our plantation When it involves abusing my mind and taking advantage of my labor I say fuck you asshole, toss you up like a caber Your preparation for this album, for the Fermented Reptile album, was exemplary, and I still have, I still have you all have the notes. notes. I have all do the you? notes. I do, oh, and so man. all the notes, all the handwritten <laughs> notes of this song's this, and then there's tapes. I don't seem to have the tapes of the samples. Like pretty much every sample. That's an ultra magnetic sample, yeah. The two cent print. Yeah, but I mean, like this, you know, there's a lot of other samples, like you know, that I heard. I heard Ronald Reagan tell Brian Mulroney, like all that stuff was all on tapes that you brought in. And it was like, you know, you would have it all mapped out. It's like, this song is this and play this, play this sample and play this sample. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, (laughs) there's one on purple, like red pen on a purple page and just a, you know, and then, and then, and then the picture from the cover of the steaming chicken or whatever from by Slutterwich. I have all that stuff, but, um, you know, you, you had these demos and the demos, like the demos that I have from the fermented album, like I said, I think there's another tape of demos that I wish I had cause there's other songs, but the demos I have, we ended up are just the blueprint of the album. Like I could play them, but it's like, all it is, is a, a worse recording of the, of the song arranged pretty much exactly the same. Cause you had it all, you know, you, you knew exactly what you wanted and you had it all worked out. Yeah, but uh, like uh, just listening to Two Cent Brain there uh, again for the first time in a long time, uh, that would be, that was definitely like the, uh, would have been on the Wicked Net album. That was like, uh, that was like a pre-fermented. Yeah, and I mean, I Um, think. I remember there was a demo of that. uh, Yeah, and and it, yeah. Because I think that, you know, I haven't really done the stats or thought about it, but you know, you probably have eight or nine tracks that's just you on the fermented album. Am I wrong about that? I don't know. But there's quite. Uh, a, there's I, actually I, not that many songs that are just you and Gruff, that are you and Gruff. Like of them, 
let maybe yeah, have. Yeah, I mean, because uh, yeah, I think because it started as as me just trying to make a, a thing, and then uh, but uh, um, Gruff also. I mean, when Gruff came into the fold, Gruff had a bunch of solo stuff going as well because he was you know i mean he can tell his own story but you know freak show wasn't working anymore and for him and whatever yeah i mean what the only probably the only reason that fermented reptile is only 80 minutes long is because that's the the amount of, of songs you could press on a cd at the time <laughs> yeah and if it wasn't like it would be like longer. there's that there's that like six minute song that i wrote who wears the pants or whatever? The, what was that? Yeah, called? yeah, yeah. Shit. I mean, I, I, I haven't heard that. Like, do you still have that? I do. Yeah, I have the ADAT of. Oh I have the God. ADAT, and I actually, you know, <laughs> I haven't told you this, but I have the ADAT of the sessions, and I, and I digitized them in the last few years before my ADAT completely died, yeah. and then I did a little mix of my savings account just to see how I would mix it today. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going to maybe slowly work my way through the tracks and just mix them like I would mix them today just so they snap more. But, um, but yeah, that is on there, which we never finished. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, I remember, I remember being at your house on Sunday night um, because the, all of the gear had to be returned when you went to work in the morning and just sort of cramming. Where, and then you're like... Um, you're like we have we have like a hundred minutes of music here yeah. and there's and we can only put 80 of it down <laughs> and, and I remember my brain just <laughs> being so front like because I, I was deaf I would have definitely called myself a Luddite at the time <laughs> and I'm like and in my brain I was probably like this is a fucking problem with technology like <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not allowed to rap for <laughs> 180 minutes? <laughs> I mean, we're so on the same page. It's like if you listen to our, if you listen to our progression at that at the same time, we were both. You know, I think you were writing better songs in that you're more interesting. Like you know, just interesting stuff. The fermented is just far more interesting than the ethics EP. But we're both obviously listening to too much underground rap and trying to put too many syllables at the same time. You know, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, we yeah. kind of the figured count. it out. Yeah, and then we figured it out about a year or so later, and then we start to chill out. But um, if you it's could funny. actually pull that syllable count off, you would you would be like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you would be on some other level. Absolutely, but we could not. And <laughs> and then you listen to Gruff, who's just been the same. Like he's never been influenced. I mean, he he would disagree, but as an external observer, Gruff yeah. has been Gruff from the get go. He's just been. His there's style. No there's no one like him, and it's like he doesn't. He didn't hear the Mob Deep album and change his style. He didn't hear Company Flow and change his style. Like he wasn't. In, it doesn't seem like he's influenced. I'm sure he would disagree and he'd point to things, but it's far more subtle than what you and I were doing when obviously we were listening to all kinds of shit and then just trying to, you know, wrap our asses off to not the greatest effect. But like I said, I think you were writing it definitely more interesting. Than, than I was at that time. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, for me too, like having a having a POV that I that really mattered to me, um, you know, propelled that as well. Where uh, like with the farm fresh stuff, um, like you know, as I mentioned with Matlock, where that was such a good lane for us, like that sort of stuff just became 
so you know we i think we all needed something else and then yeah um uh, i mean as a as a writer a musician i mean uh, um up until up until the you know just really recently i don't think i'd released anything in seven years or something and um and if if the the biggest uh hurdle in 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 all of that would be uh pov for sure yeah like what i mean what's the point of what if i'm uh, why, why would i why would i make something if if there's nothing interesting to say you know yeah definitely um all right let's get to this next track which is um i guess one of your well no let's just check here um i'm gonna play uh i'm gonna play a track from your first solo album this is um from friends forever so a couple years later after the fermented and it's called long live bruce willis Dream is a nightmare within our very homes Our minds are getting smashed down And refilled upon someone else's image Push a movie into your VCR Just to see how far they'll push the limits Underestimating our intelligence Rewriting history, retelling a story Through actors who captivate our interests So that the USA comes rolling over our enemies To save the day Mel Gibson is from Australia And Arnold Schwarzenegger is from Germany And yet they play a vital role In acting like the American's flagpole We're not just watching a film for entertainment anymore We're being programmed into racist patriots to a corrupted government. Abandon your cultures and clutch to your worldly belongings The context doesn't matter until the whole song ends The earth is my urinal and I tend to use it wisely Laying amongst the leaves hoping that they will disguise me First grade failure, second grade student Diagnosing ADD means a doctor was included Tutoring for animals and some bad child psychology Forgetfulness to Alzheimer's, wars to theology North American slurpy drink, I earthy think with poop on my shoes up in confines that appear as late breaking news Terrorized immigrants and a long line of reporters Research says by now and always follow higher orders Celluloid extra extrovert who's locked in turmoil Sitting on my couch brain bent like tinfoil The spoils are the gains, the toils are the pains But the essence of the message is still staying the same Terrorist immigrants are trying to kill us Long live Bruce Willis Terrorist immigrants are trying to kill us Long live Bruce Willis Siren screams, but commands no pain. Just clear the lane for those trained to clean the stain. Whatever travesty had to be, it will remain. Of many daily events spent so that we gain. The evening news speaks through doors and says it's yours. Pleased to peruse, you view the clips and sip a course. Or other beverage, listening to holy wars. Edited from stones to bullets, the past repeats beneath the sedative. Sleeping beauties wait for the truth to resurface. And cannibals trick those who emerge from treaty. Heeding the words, but only reading the headlines. Justice getting served, media's quick to jump, but how high? So high that you can't get no exercise, cause the world's a scary place and outside you're petrified. Blue bloods glide crudely over discussions and disguise their roots that cling firm like buttresses. Curry goat, wrapped in diapers, dirty immigrants with disgusting 
is a has-been Multicultural is crazy Where's Mike Harris when you need him to make a baby? Raise him up on Rambo Dressed in toddler-sized camel Eating cream or rice cereal While playing with the ammo The ransom ain't money It's a country we are in danger Telling my kids Don't talk to doggies Or to strangers My anger is as real as Ted Nugent Guitar licks I'm all for Jesus and his lactating tits The bomb ticks Terrorist immigrants Are trying to kill us Long live Bruce Willis Terrorist immigrants are trying to kill us Long live Bruce Willis Terrorist immigrants are out trying to kill us Long live Bruce Willis Terrorist immigrants are trying to kill us Right-wing extremist is the meanest Gotta clean the fobs off the land and put them back where they belong They rob, rape, plant bombs in every state Hoping that one day our culture will disintegrate We don't need them here, their acts of violence disturb Innocent civilians who want their culture preserved This freedom fighter's on a mission to inspire Men to stand tall and call a halt on these conspirators Yeah, they're marked for death, I told Steven Seagal I'm punching blacks in their face, throwing Asians into walls It's gonna be a full-out brawl filled with bloodstained shirts but these filthy immigrants will all know me as the worst And so be since Tyler Durden I'll be driving on the curb Bouncing bodies off my white suburban You fucking hear this? I'm fearless John Bender Wearing workman boots foreigners make me puke It says across my sweater And I won't quit until I scoop up the shit Then dump it on a ship Send him overseas to sip tea with the Brits Complete my task before Christmas I'll have him gift wrap signed Season's greetings love Bruce Willis Inside the envelope attached Realize based on a false concept So racist logic comes no surprise There's no such thing as public property No land is yours you been brainwashed, it's all a fantasy land If you believe in the law, your whole life you feel like a stepchild Beware with a rap child from the Babylonian brotherhood bloodline It's lunchtime, it's lunchtime I got a bag full of silly symbols now throwing secrets to the kiddies Patriotism, mindless illusions, vision from birth, uprooted from the earth Secret societies control everything, including your perception of what's new first Your sex, social structure, we got mental illnesses, drive power We got so much in common that makes it seem like we don't Program the judge, cop behind one for a grudge It's divided, homogenized, culturally conditioned minds Can't think beyond stereotypes, fall backwards, spells ball Individual, individual, Based on sacred geometry, the reality no such thing as borders. We are the universe, escape the vibrational prison. Help the hostages. We gotta worry about the goddamn hostages, don't we? They're suffering. I wish I could read my poetry to the poor hostages right now. <laughs> Uh, were you, were you, were you in the room when No Self recorded that verse? You know, I wish I was in the room where that was mixed because, uh, uh, I mean, I have, you know, when I walked the dog earlier, Rod, I, I admit I did not listen to the full nine minutes of that song. (laughs) (laughs) And just, just now I, like, I actually feel uh, I feel sick. I'm having, I'm having, uh, like, my breathing has become difficult. Oh God! That's like, um, you know, that, I mean, oh wow, that's a bad recording. <laughs> what? Which part of it? Well, no, I mean, no self, especially. Like, yeah. Uh, Are mean, you? Um, were you in the room when he recorded the verse? Oh yeah, absolutely. I would yeah. have been. I would have been like sleeping on Gortsky's uh, carpet. Right. Sorry, I was just. Uh, I, uh, admittedly, I was a little bit distracted uh, during our conversation since that song ended because I was scrolling through the Bandcamp looking for a gruff album. But um, I was in the room 
when that was recorded. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm shocked at at. Uh, uh, I spent. For those of you who don't know, I spent. Uh, well, I mean, eighteen, nineteen years of my life um, working with in uh, art, uh, youth and art programming, primarily focused around music and and also visual arts and. I have coached so many people on how to use a microphone since and like how to, <laughs> you know, songwriting techniques, uh, uh, you know, recording techniques. And I, I, yeah, wow. I can just imagine being like, you know, he, he comes in, he comes in, they like, play the beat, turn the beat up in the headphones, whatever, right? And then he just drops that verse and you're like, cool, cool. All right, man. I thanks. Picture, like I he, picture him scrolling through a roll of toilet paper as he's <laughs> like trying to read off of it, and and being like, <laughs> did 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 you nail that? Did that work for you? Because I don't know what that was. So, do you do it again and be like, hey, do you think you could maybe listen to the beat this time and rap to I it? Do, you know, shout out to no self. Yes, I, I, yes. Yeah. I kid. I kid. I half kid. <laughs> But one thing I do remember about uh, about that moment, uh, which was recorded in Gordsky's uh, apartment, which um, which I have so much love for, Gordo. Like, you know, if you ever if you ever need a place to stay and you're you know or whatever, Gordo had you. Um, also, lots of weird rap recorded there. But when No Self was recording that um, that verse, one thing I remember about it was that he never did it the same time yeah he he never did it he never did it the same twice no way and and i remember there was a point where someone someone was like this is what dos one does dos one never does a verse the same way like as though now that i like as though to be like this is okay yeah (laughs) but uh yeah it's it's a little bit rough a little rough but a uh, real who's who of uh, East Coast rap at that time. Also, I mean, at at that point, I mean, you don't you don't hear like who knows what the fuck's going on. Um, the one thing about that song, I mean, there's no, I mean, there's a few facts about this song. One, that song was never uh, performed live with all all of its uh, actors. <laughs> no, not possible. That would be completely impossible. Um, the one time that Kunga was set to perform it um, with Gruff and I both, um, he he was coming to the stage in Vancouver to do that song with us, and was was hauled up violently by by the bouncers while we were rap starting the song. Oh yeah, because we would start the song with the Colin chant, right? Right. When I, I would be like, you know, whatever it was, like when I say fuck. George, you say Bush, and or some shit, and and then I remember Kunga coming up and being 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 like his shorts being pulled off and, and <laughs> like torn out by the by the bouncers. I was yeah of the and um, but but the one thing I guess is is in I mean in my mind when I started creating that song was like um, the 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 pieces of news that I were getting were like. You know, the U.S. The U.S. is going to, um, you know, uh, make a move on the Middle East, and something is really bad is going to 
happen. There's yes. like a lot of xenophobia. There's a lot of the, the xenophobia was just out of control. It before, was before um, uh, that time, and then and then um, uh, I wrote that song, and then nine eleven happened. Originally, you wrote that before nine eleven, right? Was it? I can't. Yeah. Anyway. It was, it was all based off the xenophobia going on in the news, and then all this shit, and then everything got bad. Regardless, it was before it was before nine eleven. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I, I, I think I was just um, essentially I'm clairvoyant. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I, I, yeah, it's just watching news cycles, and and you you see these things coming, right? I mean, even pre-internet, you can see you can see these motherfuckers. And like the motherfuckers being the United States and the military. Yeah, um, I remember. So this is this is one of the few records that I we did the record together, but we were never together. Like I didn't record. I don't think any of your vocals directly. You recorded it all in Halifax, and then sent me mini discs to Vancouver, and I would would um, transfer to ADAT and build the record. And mm-hmm. so it's the one, I think it's the one record where it's like we were never really in the same room. Um, right. And so, at the, you know, you started on the Fermented and then on this record where you're rapping from the POV of like the bad guy, basically, like in a lot of these sort of verses. I don't know what you'd call that exactly, but it's like, you know, you're doing first person, right. you know, narrative from the point of view of, of like the evildoer pretty much. And so it was a very confusing to me of when you were in and out of those characters as I'm getting this record and trying to figure out what, what's, you know, what's real and what's a character and all that kind of stuff. I can imagine you got into some trouble live with some of that. Do you recall any incidents or anything like that? Or did everybody just always get it? Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of those stories. Um, I mean, even listening to it today, I'm and uh, in, in writing recently. Like, um, there were a couple times on my new record where, where I find myself going into that space where I'm I'm writing from the, the you know what, whatever that's called the devil's advocate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And it's um, I feel I feel really uncomfortable doing it now because um, I think people's attention spans have moved to where. Uh, people aren't digesting records the same way or live shows the same way and uh, and also uh, I mean as a I think sometimes as a as a songwriter or musician you th- you have this idea that that what you're putting down on paper it means so much to you and is is actually understood in the way that it's presented to the audience mm-hmm. and Absolutely. and that's that that's never the case. No, no. Even even to your to the closest people around you, that's never. Yeah. And and so then, um, that sort of stuff that that so now to that said to to listen to it now becomes a little bit tragic. Where I'm like, um, oh, like I was doing this this thing that was, yeah, sometimes so over people's heads or or. or I mean, that's giving myself a lot of credit. Just so misunderstood. Oh, know? yeah. Like, you and, rap as a white supremacist. 
Yeah. So then someone, and, the casual viewer in Red Deer, Alberta, was watching you on stage and doesn't, it's like, oh yeah, I saw a white supremacist rapper today. Like, wouldn't know the difference because they're at the bar with their Budweiser and not really paying attention and have right, no, and that, don't know, even okay. understand how to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, um, may, I mean, the way you just said it made me feel, uh, made me feel really, really upset uh, uh, that. Uh, I mean, I've thought about these things in in all my own platforms, but, but maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I haven't thought about it in that. In that well, no. So I mean, where, where like, but like, there, there's there's this guy like like this Tom McDonald guy right now who I consider like. I mean, he's he's doing white racist rap. Mm. I mean, there's lots of guys who came before him who I could. Uh, anyway, there's lots of these guys, and I mean. In my brain, what I was doing at the time, I was like, hey, look, the way rap is going is there's going to be a lot of KKK rappers in, like, in, like, white power and not, like, like this, this is going to be used uh, by these people and, and it's going to be really effective. And, um, and, you know, yeah, for sure. I mean, to, the way I went about it, um, I mean, you had to I'm not be, saying it was wrong. I just It just assumes... People are paying, like you're saying, that's the extreme of it, but people are paying attention and get it, and that gives them a lot, that gives the audience a lot of credit. <laughs> that, you know. Well, you have to be giving, yeah, everyone, yeah. It's, it's, which is, which is, if you listen to any of the other things I say, it's completely unrealistic, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and so, um, yeah, with all that, like, I really, I really do hope I wasn't, you know, but um, one thing I thought of when, when listening to the song was um, during the video shoot for Gruff's, uh, what was Gruff's posse cut song called Butcher's Bill? Mm. During the the video shoot for for Butcher's Bill, it, I had a live performance with with Shazam from Freak Show at at the fucking Winnipeg Car Convention for some reason <laughs> that he'd hooked up and. And I, I'm running back and forth from, to this car show. And then Sheldon and I get on stage. And it's just all, like, almost entirely, like, families. Because it's, like, 3.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday. Yeah. We have Crimes Against Humanity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this off the I'm Main, we have the uh, song about all the stupid Canadian shit. And then we end with Bruce Willis. <laughs> and it's just all these, like, fan, like families of color like newcomer immigrant families gathering around this stage while we're we're screaming about terrorists and stuff <laughs> it's like, i was like what you know this is so wrong right it's yeah just so wrong. <laughs> let's play another track from uh friends forever <laughs> this track is called dish pig Another dish, so I'm stuck on my head around the world at 80 days by kish. Scraping fish, salads, grease, and steak off the plates. Working nine hours straight without a break. Make minimum pay and give my all for 40 bucks a day. It's less money than those four meals that just left on that tray. Can't afford to eat a dinner off these plates that I wash. With even 10% off, I'll go home, eat rice and squash. The food here sucks, can't believe this place is so busy. Back spasms, hands wrinkled, I'm feeling dizzy. But if I stepped out for five minutes to go and get some space, the bowls of piles of hide that I would never leave this place. 
on the staircase with the bag of trash Slipped in mayonnaise And then the coke that manager says I'm not ready for a raise I told the suck we get lost Now I play rough like lacrosse And organize probably unions Fire your boss I'm ready to murder I'm ready to kill I'm ready to network And ready to build I'm ready to murder I'm ready to kill I'm ready to network And ready to build I said I'm ready to murder I'm ready to kill I'm ready to network And ready to build I'm ready to murder I'm ready to kill I'm ready to network and ready to build It's like that Nickel working for crumb I used to like chicken, now I eat it every day For lunch and supper, half price helps to make up all my pay Or lack thereof, I'd like to shove my supervisor down a long flight of stairs Making me wear a stupid visor, but when I don my hairnet and glove It's all love, not to boast, but I'm the Mac at the Kenny Rogers Roasters And Kenny pays minimum wage, I guess his records ain't selling So Kenny needs to supplement his income with the restaurant franchise I can only pay the minimum hourly amount that the law will allow But if I go down the street and apply for the colonel once again it's the minimum I could hope to earn So I stay where I am I guess and dwell in poverty You're probably not interested How I think it ought to be But there should be a maximum wage For the chief and his bastard son Who acts like he cares how I slay Before he sends me to an early grave I'll send him to his And then earn pennies a day Working in prison I'm ready to murder I'm ready to kill I'm ready to network And ready to fail I'm ready to murder I'm ready to kill I'm ready to network And ready to fail I said I'm ready to murder I'm ready to kill, I'm ready to network and ready to build I'm ready to murder, I'm ready to kill I'm ready to network and ready to build As a producer, I should have produced myself off that track and just let you let you go with it because I'm a buzzkill on that one. But I'm I'm not not here, not one to just like bash my own stuff. But on that particular track, you're just on fire at the beginning, and then the guy at the end, who I'd want you to talk about, uh, sounds great, and the guy in the middle just should should have not should have got someone else. Gruff would have been good on that track. That would have been better. Yeah, but, the, the, there's a there's a disfig too with Gruff that that Honeycut produced that that never came out. Of, maybe it came out, but I don't remember. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Um, it's a it, it, it's like it, it it probably shouldn't have. It's more like uh, uh, something about f- the chorus has changed to like I'm ready to fuck these dogs or something. Oh, I got, that does sound familiar now that you mention it. <laughs> <laughs> But I remember doing that song live with you and it going off, or at least you going off again. I didn't really need to to be on it, but 
Um, you use that uh, a tape of that performer at the end. Can you remember who that is? Because I remember I think you used it quite a bit on the album, or at least on more than one song. Yeah, I, it doesn't come to mind. Um, I still have the cassette. Um, it was done by the... Uh, was it the Black Cross? Uh, whatever they were, the, the, the IWW. I People who ran the free library and did food not... Uh, food not bombs and uh, anyway that was a talk that guy did at um, he was a uh, um, uh, indigenous man who, who had spoken Mondragon right the other sample is that also used in the intro and I think in a few other places which is that guy oh compl- yeah complaining about his Shaw service well we thought it was from Shaw but that wasn't true Someone, right, it all, yeah. someone right. said it was yeah because I remember I remixed I, I put it over a beat there's a guy going listen you fuckers and it's like his calling yeah. about his cable not working and someone someone gave it to us and said that was a tape from Shaw like an actual local thing but then I think it wasn't it was actually um, someone in the US and it was like, had gotten around on the internet but at that time it was like we didn't know the difference right so. Right, it became an urban legend, and also I noticed that that when I when I looked at Friends Forever on on the, like Apple Music tonight to go through some stuff, uh, that that song was unavailable, which maybe maybe means that uh, someone clocked it. Uh, which which song? The intro, which which uses that heavily. Oh yeah, I listened to the intro, and it's like what again bad production but it's like why is this intro so long yeah you didn't listen to it but it basically has like it has that guy and then it's got all these other things and it just keeps it's like well madness it's madness it's It's got like you got a really muffled tape of abstract roots saying you fermented you or something (laughs) (laughs) and 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 we go through the cycle of the samples and then we do it all again so it's like a three minute intro with no real purpose except you from you you know what though Roddy when 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 I was when I was being a grump about having to pick songs for this yeah. uh, when, I, when I went to Friends Forever after you told me you listened to it and, and what was Rod, Rod texted me earlier and was like I, I went for a walk and listened to Friends Forever the other day and and I, when I listened to it I thought, holy fuck! Why did I put that out? I, <laughs> or I didn't, something like it that. It wasn't that. It was. It was. <laughs> holy fuck! This is crazy. It's. It's just. There's so much. Like getting back to that first person thing. There's so much like in your face shit, like on different songs that are that are like wow, you know, mm. um, that there's some there's some not not like songs but bars and things that are like oh, because you know like. At some point, I did not put things out because I wasn't comfortable with them. Yeah, um, of course. Well, and that's, uh, I mean, that's something I always loved about you, Rod, is that, that uh, I said this to, to someone the other day where I was like, uh, working with you was, was, was always so, so wonderful in the sense of, of I could come in and say anything. And, and you never, you, you never, you never like, yo, you shouldn't say that. 
the only thing you would ever be would be, uh, say would be like, yo, maybe you're not saying that right or something, right? It was never. I always felt that sort of like freedom around you, which right. is really special. And and uh, the only, you know, the only times you ever snuffed me out, I'm I'm glad you did. Well, it's just like <laughs> when I said, should I, should I, should I put out a song on my label about? Taking out the Prime Minister of Canada? I don't know. I mean, that's <laughs> fucking. That's, <laughs> yeah, but that's that. That's fucking. Uh, that's cupcake shit. That's nothing. Um, <laughs> the anyway, it, it, just to go back to the intro of Friends Forever. When I went, when I went to Friends Forever on Apple Music, and I was was I was like, this is the only fucking listenable thing on this record. I'm sure is the intro, and oh. it was unavailable. That's and weird. I was like, the only the only fun part of the only good part of this record is is that that insane intro because <laughs> it's so fucking insane. Yeah. And uh, also, if I can mention one thing about Friends Forever that I would like to get on record is that because all those files, it's not like today where you can send, you can match up Logic or whatever and and share, uh, you know, share folders like. Uh, you got all those. You got all those. I think you had to borrow Mubs's fucking like eight track machine or whatever. It was an. It was a mini disc eight mini disc. Right, yeah. the mini disc eight track. Yeah. Mini discs are the. If anyone's ever used a mini disc, they know that the mini discs are a fucking nightmare. And um, anyhow, so um, bastard. I mean, these. Are, I think this is the first time that maybe bastard is is ever recorded, and and a lot of bastards like cuts got, and they, they ended up being like, you know, jumbled around. Anyway, bastard. I, I think like bastard feels. He was really sad about it all, and, and like how it all like ended up. <laughs> My question is: Is there not a beat from Gordsky on this record? If you re- if you recorded it, but, you know but- what I thought. I thought that today when when I was going through it because I was like, um, this must be a gray matter beat. This must be a, this is obviously a social beat. This is obviously a rod beat. But yeah, like uh, it's super weird that it's that super because weird. he. But then Gorsky talks on. Um, he talks. He talks on very close veins. He says, "Can I have a can of coke or something?" Right, and then he also talks on ra- another one of the ones on the on the the, the compilation. Okay, right. Which maybe he produced I, that one. Did he produce the the song on the compilation? No, but uh, but I was recording all that stuff there still. Right. Yeah. Speaking of the com- compilation, perfect segue. I want to get into this um, this song from Factory Seconds. Um, the song's called "I Can't Front," and it's one of my favorites. So let's play it. Thinking a mad thrill, throwing up a gun clap. After a show, this guy tells me he only. 
likes white rap, needs a slap I'm trying to stop the sickness as it spreads I remember walking around branded in fake dreads Being confronted, this dude should've squashed me like zucchini Leaving filthy tags all over and calling it graffiti Stealing out be sure out of my rap tape hunt And I'm still in effect, but yo, I ain't gonna front say don't say, pippies get a Slightly out of tune there on the hook. Who, who you? Yeah. <laughs> but the trick is just record it and then put another track to record it again and again, and hopefully you average out to being in tune, but it didn't work out. Did I ever okay that hook? I don't think I did. I think you just, it just came out. <laughs> <laughs> I like that song, though. It's very honest and uh, and funny. It's funny. Yeah. So uh, with that song, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just being uh, being emotional, sharing, and uh, me, a, yeah. To me, that's what music has to has to be now. Um, make some jokes. Talk about uh, the weird things that are happening in your life, and um, and it's a great outlet. Uh, I never want. I never. I, I never want to think. I never think that I'm going to make music off off money. Yeah. Well, yeah. You've always, you know, you've never, never really uh, that I know of ever. You've always had your own voice, like right from the beginning. The very first song that I heard you too, it was like you're you were you from the get go, and that thing set the tone for everybody. You know, like it, it wasn't me who started this whole thing out you know way back in 91 or whatever you know i wasn't even a rapper then you were right so you set the tone by you know writing a song like and i know you were writing with tyler and all that stuff but you know a lot of it was your voice and your you setting the tone so and you kept that kind of the whole way through as being really really unique and, and uh 
and that's that's hard to find like it's so easy for people to just emulate what they listen to and and to keep your own voice for all this time is like remarkable um also shout out to uh, mrs mrf movement rap francophone if you watched uh, rap city back in the day they played that video bouger danser mrf at arrivé way too much more than we wanted to hear but um it worked out good for your for the hook of that track also uh, there's something else of the, that i i always found enjoyable about to uh, you putting french like bad french in my lyrics <laughs> yeah well maybe in episode two and next week we can get into the magnifique series which has lots of bad french from both of us yeah. <laughs> or maybe not who knows and you and you 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 were always trying to correct me <laughs> yeah like it mattered right <laughs> like that was more of a of what i was doing as a producer like it's pronounced francophone <laughs> Because, you know, I took French immersion for five years, so I know that shit. Um, all right, let's uh, let's jump forward a little bit. This, uh, you know, this is all kind of the same time frame of 2001, 2002, maybe, where we're getting to the end of what we're going to cover in one night. But um, uh, this next track is from one of our few seven inches that we released on the on the album uh, on the label. Um, you did the first seven inch of our seven inch collection which was short-lived unfortunately just because of the economics of vinyl and how things changed but um this is a track from um money money matters which is your which was a quick four song seven inch with four really short songs and here's one of them this one's called being broke human life means very little to me at this point in time you see i thrive on misery nobody wants to talk about pain suffering Everybody wants everything to be nice and civil. Well, okay then. Let's be nice. Let's be civil. What's up with pips, kid? When I come into your crib, hot sauce down the front of my shirt like baby bib. A broken rib has me hunched in an endorphin rush. Romantic crush on the violent side of life made me blush. Leaving Valentine's around my pad, sent to myself. With one finger on a trigger, trying to gag up a rough. So the wealth brought up, the only food left in the place. Before I eat that puke again, I guess I better say grace. So, money, I'd like to thank you for buying my beer. Cause rolling out of bed without you around is what I fear. Walking fast, pencil half sticking on my ear. Victim of reality, television right here. Fuck your program director and your marketing team. There will be no more excuses, nothing left is extreme Even if I plunge in you in front of your mom, it's, it's not, not hostile There's a positive yellow, happy face, I'm a calm, it's awful And it off you on certain days for a banknote Why? Cause I ain't with being broke Check on my bum hip, one wimpy grip, and I'm squeezing the stress ball. Let us know from San Francisco. While getting lunch at the mall, I'm all food court, brown uniform, and no action. Bust a gear like no stuff in my shoes, ain't got no traction. What I gotta do? Fake a wedding to get paid? How much weed will you give me for the food processor and trade? Raid the buffet in public, bullet and boards. Out looking for cats and dogs, so people offer rewards. It's the gold fronts that cost more, cause my teeth are bent. Autumn invisibility, two months late on the rent. All my friends got a secret knock, sneaking around. Only way I'm coming through is finding money on the ground. It's like my lottery. And this shit just ain't no joke. Why? Cause I ain't with being broke. I'll kill you, but not myself. I'll kill you, but not myself. 
that song as a joke on the hip-hop wieners which i'm not gonna play the remix the fantasy remix but it's so ridiculous but my favorite line i love that song and i remember i'm making that beat and i think the beat the actual sample is like from a movie like maybe a kurosawa movie or something but um your 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 line of that is stole from san francisco is a good one you're talking about a stress ball and and then you you're you're in your backup you go that's stole from san francisco (laughs) no and again who knows what san francisco is but it was like a stupid stupid novelty store store. (laughs) first it was this was this is it and then it became san francisco my mom used to work at this is it yeah (laughs) that's right funny But this well, that, is it. this is it had an arcade in the back, right? And then San Francisco never did, right? Did this is it have an arcade in the back at the at the mall? Oh, big time! It was a weird place, yeah. <laughs> so that was from uh, 2002, from um, the Money Matters seven inch, which was four tracks, none of them longer than three minutes. We just had to jam. Like all we did, all we did up to a certain point was just. How long, how many minutes can you put on a CD? Okay, 80, okay, great. So we'll make 80 minutes worth of songs. And it was like, how many minutes can you put on a seven inch? Oh, you could put seven minutes aside? Okay, great. So we'll put, we'll make four, three and a half minute songs and just jam it. Mm-hmm. Which is a great idea, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Let's get the best out of this. <laughs> but but I, I do think that that seven inch worked out pretty good. It was good. I remember writing it um, because I, I definitely still lived in Halifax, so um, we had to re- we had to I was going to say we had to write and record it. I could have wrote it sooner, but um, I remember like uh, at the weird living room table in George Samoleski's house, uh, the drummer from Propaganda. Uh, just fucking like you 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 being like hey we need to record this today I have to leave and then me just um, yeah just jamming I wrote math um, which is not a not a brag at all <laughs> I wrote the math song and think at the bank like probably in like three hours or right. something because I had to come meet you to record <laughs> Well, and, like I said, and, I thought it worked out. Yeah, the um, that so the the song the song that you just played is a throw to Ghetto Boys, um, and uh, like Willie D, which which I was, um, you know, growing up, uh, growing up very East Coast centric. Um, around this time was where I was finding all that that great rap music that had happened um, uh, down below us so far 
Yeah. All the, all the, and, and I mean, like, you know, uh, the, the East Coast stuff was, was, was very centric, but also it was just harder to get stuff that was, you know, from, from the South and, uh, yeah, hold on. That's a throw to Ghetto Boys. Right. So let's play a song also from 2002, a last song we'll listen to tonight. Uh, this song is called 625 at the First Window from the Convenience EP by myself at Smack and Roll. Revolution by Ray Kroc talks a good game, but does he walk it? 100 billion customers later, seems he's got it worked out. Buy his book, proceed to worship and spawn clones that can't see the trees for the forest. I don't know what bothers me more the original or the imitators by the score. The decision that man makes to alter the landscape. Drive down the highway and it all looks so damn fake. The outskirts of Chicago look the same as Seattle. If this trend continues, then we'll never have to travel. Why bother? When every city offers the same thing We knew it was coming but now we can't stop the changing Explaining this to you and I who support them every time that we go through the drive through I want a milkshake Make me one I want a cheeseburger Make me one I want a large fry Make me one How long does it take for you to make me one? Um, I like a milkshake And large fry <laughs> It's a Big Mac with large fries, forget about the tip Get that food before Jesus gets back Without the lip, you dipshit, let's make it quick And have a race while we eat Can't believe you're not embarrassed when you walk down the street Retarded me in that paper bag you proudly hold By the time you get home, I hope your fries get cold We're open late at 4 a.m., a 30-second guarantee Any longer argue with the manager and get a free BK's got the guy from a different world eating a Whopper Pepsi's got Wycliffe and MC Hammer saying proper in the studio
Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of food for six dollars and twenty-five cents. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Pat Skeen will say, "Follow the litter." I see. Yeah. What, I see what you did there. There's no reason that anyone needed to listen to that. No, like, on on my end, anyway. I thought it was good. I Just like speaking for myself. You know, there's certain uh, certain lines that you have that will stick with me till I'm dead that just pop in my head randomly and one of them is by the time you get home I hope your fries get cold like <laughs> just dissing someone like I hate you I hope your fries get cold I just love it and it's, it's said, just it pops to, in my to, head just randomly to this day man I, I see someone like obviously no matter like, whatever mode of transportation you're using it's a long way and I, and I got a bag with fries in them, and it's like, what are you doing? Well, you eat the fri- like know, fries on the way home, obviously. Like you're taking fries home with someone? <laughs> <laughs> and like like with this delivery shit, like like someone someone's ordering, like you order fries from the other end of the city. What what is it? like? What's that going stuff? On with I don't you? understand. Like the you mean like the modern day like. Skip the dishes. I need a Slurpee yeah, and a, and a stale donut. I need a Slurpee and a stale donut from Seven <laughs> Eleven. Okay. Or, or yeah, like the McDonald's yeah, Slurpee. delivery. Yeah, you're getting fries delivered to you. Or you <laughs> fuck, okay. yeah, um, yeah. I mean, uh, what's the point of me rapping in that song? There's none. Well, it was. What's the point of anything? Why are we all here? Who knows? <laughs> you know, world's going to end in a billion years either way. So I thought it was all right. And then for those who don't know, that's a sample of Rod and Tyler, I Don't Care, which, um, again, we talk about in the Farm Fresh podcast, but we just drove around with a with an out-of-tune junior guitar and a tape deck and then made copies and sold them for a dollar each. The one, the one thing I take out of that song is I feel bad for the person who is dealing with you. Me too. That's the one. <laughs> Me that's too. A, my one like takeaway. Two little assholes. Yeah, I want yeah. quarter panner plain and like yeah, no thank you, like, no nothing. What kind of the other what one, kind of fry? What kind of milkshake you want? Chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, little asshole. Don't don't I say don't I say something about how these uh, how these people working these jobs don't don't receive tips. Yeah, maybe that's that that mixed with the the you screaming at, at that person. That's uh, that's the you know maybe the song is worth it then. It's worth it. <laughs> Go for it. Good tip. I will tip tomorrow. Tip, everyone out there, tip the tip the draft your person. Mm-hmm. See what happens. It's always it's a regardless. Of, uh, it's always interesting. All right. Um, well. That was that was really fun to talk well, to. I you feel tonight. like I feel like uh, we let everyone down. Why? I, get, I think maybe that's just my general. Oh uh, uh, no! <laughs> did we? No, I think we did great. It was a lot of. Okay. I don't really care. I just had a lot of fun. So, I yeah. you know maybe 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 the story maybe the uh, uh, the story is here is that I care too much. Yeah, it's possible. Okay. If you want to take, um, you want a moral out of this thing. I wasn't, I wasn't going for, I wasn't going for an arc or anything. I just wanted to 
Yeah, I guess yeah. I was going for a moral. I, I didn't. So. I didn't realize. But um, can we pull one out of this, Rod? Can we? I think we just did. Okay. Tip the drive-through guy, and what was the other one? Don't be such a baby. um so that's yeah i think that was a really good episode that was fun um and i'm looking forward to we're gonna we got a lot of good guests upcoming that i could talk about uh in a few days i'm gonna spend an hour or two with uh a guy i haven't spent much time with in a very long time his name's len bowen and he recorded for peanuts and corn back in the 90s and has gone on to do quite a bit of music over the years so i'm looking forward to catching up with him and then uh next week i'm looking forward to talking to your friend of mine danny corrigan aka big y little y and we'll talk about uh some of the fun stuff he's done and then um i'm still efforting to get our good friend odario on to talk about again the early days and um and then i have uh, i had a nice phone conversation with uh gruff uh, the other day and i'm really excited to talk to him because again we have definitely fallen out of touch over the last few years we had a really nice conversation and um, we're going to do it in podcast form soon and then and then um, after that i wanted to get you back on to talk about the second part of the massive catalog that you have or we have together and and then talk about the post pnc stuff like marathon of dope and all that so there's so much fun stuff coming up that i'm excited about it but um it's uh past my bedtime now and it's way past yours so pip i want to thank you again for joining me <laughs> yeah thanks uh thanks for putting up with my dumb shit hey no problem and uh uh, I want to once again thank you, thank uh, Noise319 from UGS Mag for hosting the podcast for us and promoting it. And now he started posting embarrassing videos. He posted Honeycut's podcast the other day with a live performance of him in Saskatoon, which was really fun to watch. So I hope he doesn't have any of me. But um, uh, so thanks again to Uggs Mag for hosting. You know, when I saw that screenshot, I was like, I was like, yo, you better chill on my shit. <laughs> yeah, because aren't you wearing a Hip Hop Infinity t-shirt? Yeah, like in that thermos, just seeing me, like the screenshot is me drinking from that thermos. That 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 thermos smelled all at the same time like miso, beer, coffee, <laughs> and vodka. And, and mint tea, and that, uh, it's a uh, yeah, I don't want to see that shit. And then you had all those things stained on your white hip hop infinity t shirt. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Well, thanks again for joining me, and thank you everybody for listening. And uh, have a good night. Talk to you soon. <laughs>